0: Rob Domofsky, of all the NFL training camps in all the world, where are you right now?
1: I am in Cincinnati, Ohio, downtown, getting ready for the Packers' preseason opener uh, against the Bengals at Paycor Stadium on
0: Friday night. Not your first Packers' preseason opener, but you've been, uh, this is your first season covering the Packers where neither Aaron Rodgers nor Brett Favre will be the starting quarterback since When?
1: Well, my first year, Izzy, was 1997. So I believe, I'm not very good at math, but I think this is 27 seasons, um, the first without either
0: one of those two guys. So uh, I've only really known what it's like to have two different quarterbacks to cover. Okay, so we're going to find out if this is actually an era, but the Jordan Love era, technically, starting under center for Green Bay in the 2023 regular season. What's the mood around the team at the start of this, what they hope will be a Jordan Love era.
1: And that is a great way to put it because we don't know if this is an era, a half a season, a one season, (laughs) uh, a two season trial. Um, You know, there actually is a totally different vibe around this team than I've ever seen, but it's actually kind of exciting, a one of excitement. Um, Cornerback Rasul Douglas told me earlier in training camp that he said, look, the vibe is that we can sense something is different.
2: I want to say it's different. And I'm I'm just going off the first day. I can't really go off too many days because we only did one day today, but it's different.
1: We don't know if it's something good, something bad, but it feels like it's just something different. And and I think right now that's the best way to put it because no one really knows how this is going to turn out. But it has people, including players in, in their own locker room, sort of on the edge of their seat, trying to figure out what this is going to be.
0: When the Green Bay Packers take the field tonight in Cincinnati to kick off their preseason schedule, there won't be anyone named Favre or Rodgers under center for the first time in almost three decades. The Jordan Love era officially starts now, as does the quest to fill some large Hall of Famer-sized shoes. Will this new reign in Green Bay bring another title or just more unanswered questions? In order to bring you the answers, we turn to our resident Packers expert, Rob Domofsky. And he tells us about this new era in Green Bay and what we can expect to see this season. I'm Israel Gutierrez. It's Friday, August 11th. This is ESPN Daily.
2: Now let's talk about the play of the week. Drake wisely.
0: Okay, Rob Domofsky. So let's zoom in and let's figure this out. We'll start with their season against the Bengals tonight, the preseason opener. What do we know about how much or how little Jordan Love's expected to play?
1: Yeah, he's going to play a couple of series. That was what his own uh, estimation was after the joint practice on Wednesday. Uh, Matt LaFleur said going into that practice, he conveniently talked to Izzy before practice hmm. and didn't talk afterwards. It's just, it just happens that uh, it just worked out that way. And I say that jokingly because he didn't want to have to answer questions in specifics. <laughs> but uh, he said they had a plan going in to play most of their guys um, at least a little bit. Yeah, that's something that we haven't totally
0: solidified. I mean, we got a plan in place. But I would say it's a pretty good chance that they're going to be out there in, in some, you know, some capacity. Look,
1: he needs reps like that is just the, the, the one thing that the Packers have said, whether it was President Mark Murphy, General Manager Brian Gutekunst or, or LaFleur himself, that the one thing Jordan Love needs is reps. And, and they're going to give him that um, on Friday night in Cincinnati.
0: So there wouldn't be any reason to not give him reps. There's no health reasons. There's no other reasons for him not to go. He needs his reps more than anything else, right? Here, here's one reason not to have him go.
1: Because left tackle David Bakhtiari, the protector of his blind side, the all pro, five time all pro left tackle, may not play. Hmm. And, and that's for a couple of reasons. Bakhtiari just doesn't necessarily need the reps and he is dealing with a knee injury that has been an issue for really the last three seasons and they're, they're trying to keep him healthy as much as possible. In the Brett Fire and Rogers days, they would never put those quarterbacks out on the field if they didn't have all of their best offensive linemen. But it doesn't look like Bakhtiari will play.
2: Would you hold, I would take you to hold
1: Bakhtiari
0: out, though? Why would you take that, Pete? <laughs>
2: Seems
0: to be the way things uh, have progressed. I end. think, I think. Uh, like I said, we're going to communicate. We'll talk. Dave and I will sit down and we'll formulate the best plan possible.
1: So there's greater risk, obviously, to playing Jordan Love without the best offensive lineman that they have.
0: Is there something to read into then if he does play a lot without Bakhtiari out there?
1: Well, sure. I think it means that they, they not to, I don't want to say that they're not sure if he's ready, but they want to make sure that he's ready by giving him reps, even without Bakhtiari out there.
0: Okay, so what have you seen from Love so far in camp?
1: I have seen a mix of everything. Some great throws, some very inaccurate off-target throws. And and then just some, some average days. Um, I thought he had a really, really good day on Wednesday against the Bengals. Some of the best throws he's made, uh, really probably his best practice of camp. Um, I thought he had a really, really good practice, like the third day of camp where he was, and yes, I've charted all of his throws. He was 16 <laughs> of 22, and of those six incompletions that day, Four of them were either um, drops or just intentional throwaways. So hmm. he has had a couple of days where you're like, "Wow, okay, this is why Brian Gutekunst traded up to take him at 26 overall in the 2020 draft." And, and I'll be honest, there's other days where you, you know, walk away thinking, "Yeah, I mean this this could be this could be a difficult transition." So you know, it's a mix of everything. Uh, the
0: only thing that really matters is what he looks like week one and beyond. Well, David Bakhtiari seemed to have a lot of faith in Jordan Love. This is what he told you and other media members after practice on Wednesday.
1: Where do you think Jordan is at, at this point, you know, a couple of weeks in the camp? Not Hall
2: of Famer first ballot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he, he was fine. I mean, I, I, Jordan's Jordan. What I like the most that he seemed like himself. That's exactly what I want
1: And if I've if, if learned anything from my 27 years of, of doing this, it's that it's sort of like my golf game. <laughs> what, what happens on the driving range doesn't necessarily carry over to the golf course. And it's the same thing. What happens in training camp doesn't necessarily carry over to the regular season. I can tell you last summer, the Packers defense looked like the best defense in the league. And then they came out in week one and Justin Jefferson just was, he just torched them for like 180 some yards and two touchdowns.
0: Okay, but not looking for a comparison here, but if Love is playing to his strengths and his playing close to his best early on, what kind of quarterback will we be seeing? I think he'll be in style of play. I think he could be very similar to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I I noticed
1: there there are mannerisms that are the same. The way he moves in the pocket, the way he he moves uh, outside the pocket, his cadence, the way he carries the ball. I think there's a lot of similarities, just like there were a lot of similarities between the way Rodgers did things and the way Favre did things. Now the big difference between Favre to Rodgers was that Favre threw interceptions willy nilly and Aaron Rodgers almost never threw interceptions. So what the difference between Rodgers to Love will be, I don't think we know yet. Um, I I do think that Jordan Love might look to run a little bit more, not that he's a running quarterback um, per se, But uh, look, he's just younger. Uh, His his legs, you know, they have more in them at this point. Um, And and I could see Love being a little bit more
0: mobile in that sense. You mentioned the transition from Favre to Rodgers. What are the biggest differences in the team Love's inheriting versus the team Rodgers was inheriting? Yeah, it's a great question because if you look at the the experience level
1: that Rodgers took over, totally different. Right now, they have their top two receivers – are Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson and their second-year guys. Their number three receiver is a rookie in Jaden Reed. Their top two tight ends are rookies, Luke Musgrave and Tucker Kraft. Aaron Rodgers had the luxury of returning players like Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, uh, experienced receivers. They were coming off a 13-3 and season in which they lost in the uh, NFC Championship game and in Favre's last game. So they had a much different team, a much different makeup, and... Going back even the year before that, when Rodgers took over that game in Dallas in 2007, it was the game that basically told the Packers that Rodgers was ready. I remember Rodgers saying after the fact that his whole mindset during that game was just find Greg Jennings because Greg (laughs) Jennings is a really good receiver. And all
0: I got to do is is get the ball to him because I know he's going to make a play. I don't know that Jordan Love has a Greg Jennings right now. So he doesn't have a security blanket, doesn't have a whole lot of receiver talent, which I would say are, are big challenges for a quarterback. But outside of that, uh, what other big challenges do you see for Jordan Love?
1: Well, I, I think there's talent there. I mean, hmm. Christian Watson might be the fastest receiver I've ever covered. Yeah. And Romeo Dobbs actually looks a lot like Devontae Adams in the way he plays. But I just think the challenges th- there's two things. One. Just the idea of following a legend, and and I actually um, in Cincinnati here actually talked to Trevor Simeon. If you he's the ba- he's a backup with the Bengals. And If you remember, he was the guy that replaced Peyton Manning in Denver. That's right. He, he had the unenviable task of following Peyton Manning after the Super Bowl Fifty season. And I asked him how he handled it and what his advice to Love would be. He said, "Look, I I knew I wasn't going to try to be Peyton Manning because there was no way." I could be Peyton Manning. I just, I don't have that same skill level. And he said, look, I don't know Jordan Love, but I would tell him, don't try to be Aaron, um, be yourself. So so that that's just the following a legend thing is a huge challenge to begin with. And then simply the fact that Jordan Love has basically played one game and one quarter of real football in his three years. He played the, huh. the 2021 start against Kansas City when Rodgers um, was out with covid Uh, That game was, you know, basically a disaster. The Chiefs just blitzed him like crazy, and the Packers were ready for it. And then he played um, last year, the fourth quarter at Philadelphia, where he had two series, and he put up 10 points, a touchdown and a field goal drive to rally them back within a chance of winning that game.
2: 37, here he is throwing in the middle. It's caught by Watson. He's got great speed, turning the corner. Christian Watson down the sideline, and he will score. Whoa. Hang on! Love to Watson! To a one-score game!
1: That was sort of the moment that the Packers realized that Jordan Love could be their guy, but it's just, it's not a lot to go on, mm-hmm. Izzy. That's just the issue, is that there just aren't a lot of snaps to evaluate.
0: Right, I mean, as a Miami native, uh, replacing a legend in Dan Marino, I'd argue the Dolphins still haven't done that, <laughs> so there, there should be a lot of pressure on Jordan Love there, but you mentioned not having a lot of reps there, then how are the Packers assessing his development and the progress he's made? What's their confidence level in him?
1: Yeah, they keep saying that it's not necessarily what they see on the field, but what they see in the meeting rooms, in the the film sessions, um, that's going to tell them, you know, how he's going to produce when it comes to real football. For those of us on the outside, there's just no way to know. You can ask players what they think. You can ask the coaches. But the bottom line is only they know what they have. And i talked to many, many people around the league been in and out of the league um veterans uh players that are retired coaches that are coaching that aren't coaching anymore and every one of them said look they've been around jordan love for three years they know what he can do and what he can't do the rest of us are just guessing
0: up next the ghosts of packers quarterbacks past loom large
2: your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? All
0: right, Rob. So one of the questions that a lot of the outsiders have is what this team's been like without Aaron Rodgers. And so as much as it's difficult to ask the question, hey, what's it like without somebody around? It is somewhat of the elephant in the room. So has there been any conversation? What's been the feeling with Aaron Rodgers no longer around?
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's just the difference in how it ended between the Packers and Rodgers versus the end of the Packers And Favre, but, you know, that's all I have to compare it to. But the Favre ending, it it was like no one could get over the fact that he was gone. Right. I would say there's been very little discussion of Aaron Rodgers, both by the media and the team itself. I think the way it ended was just so much different. You know, both sides were ready to move on in this case. You know, Favre retired, then wanted to come back, and the team didn't want him. That put the fans squarely on the side of Favre and against the organization. It is not that way at all. And I don't know what that says about those two guys. Um, Maybe one was beloved more than the other, but it has been totally different in terms of the talk about the previous guy without Rodgers and then without Favre. Totally different, uh, totally different attitude and approach. and, And really, the idea of Aaron Rodgers not being with the Packers has has barely been a topic in training camp.
0: Yeah, it's almost like Aaron gave them time to prepare by, you know, dealing with this or talking about this possibility for multiple offseasons. So the fans were almost ready for this. What sense do you get about them maybe cheering on Aaron as a New York Jet or maybe hate watching Aaron Rodgers as a New York Jet?
1: There's definitely some on both sides, but I would say the overriding theme is curiosity. What's going to happen? What is he going to do? Who is he going to befriend? Who is he going to make an enemy? And and look, there's also a lot of guys in New York that had really good careers in Green Bay that were very, very popular players. Randall Cobb probably being chief among them, but also Mm -hmm. Alan Lazard as well. I think there's just a much, much bigger curiosity factor there uh, as opposed to any other feelings of, You know, they don't
0: want him to succeed. They want him to succeed. It's just, it's more curiosity than anything else. If I may throw a hypothetical out there then, if Aaron Rodgers does very well, maybe plays Mm. at MVP level again, and Jordan Love doesn't so much, where do you think sort of the eyes of the fans will go?
1: That changes the whole scenario. It shifts the venom of the fans maybe back toward the organization for, you know, not being able to make it work with Aaron, even if Aaron didn't wanna make it work with them. That is the biggest factor in this, is how each one of those two guys plays
0: at their respective places. So you mentioned there is sort of a sense of hope, but it's unknown because you don't know really what Jordan Love is yet and he has to show it to you, but he's not the only thing that's different about these Green Bay Packers. What else is different about this team?
1: It's just the youth. In the early to mid-2000s, they were one of the youngest teams in the league because Ted Thompson, the, the then general manager, believed in building through the draft and never signed any free agents. Right. They then went through a stretch where they signed a bunch of free agents. You know, they signed guys like Charles Woodson and Julius Peppers, and then more recently, guys like Preston Smith, Darius Smith. And now we sort of have come back to being in a situation where we see them and, and they're just not spending money on that because they know or at least their actions tell you that this is a rebuilding year mm-hmm. and I just can't remember ever a time in my time covering this team where it what it was a rebuilding year um, it was always reload mm-hmm. it was never rebuild and and that's to me the biggest difference is that their actions they may they can say we're not rebuilding or this isn't a transition year but their actions, Say that it is by essentially not spending any money on any veteran guys, getting Eric Rodgers' salary cap hit all on their books this year and then being done with it and being able to sort of start free in 2024.
0: Yeah, it's hard for me to remember a time where the Packers weren't relevant, at least with some expectations, and that was obviously largely because they had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks at the helm. Yep. What else about tonight are you looking at? Is there anything you can learn from tonight's game?
1: I just think it's, it's more how love handles situations. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. Um, I have a story on ESPN.com, just what the Bengals defensive guys saw in love. And, and I talked to a couple of their defensive guys, and they were actually pretty impressed with the poise that love showed at the line of scrimmage. Their nose tackle DJ Reader said, look, I've got the best vantage point. I'm right over the center. I can hear all the calls. And he said, I didn't know much about Jordan Love before this practice. And he said he was impressed with the way that he handled it. And regardless of whether Love completes 50% of his passes, 70% of his passes, whatever the case is, whatever the numbers are, I think the, the more telling thing will just be how he handles situations, how he handles pressure, how he handles things that break down because anybody who's watched preseason football knows that it very rarely does it ever look good does it is it ever blocked right, right? Are, are the right routes being run it's really hard on a quarterback you know to, to be in control of that and the good ones that do play in the preseason show that they have a control over the situation regardless of how many points or, or scoring drives that they lead right
0: not that we're going to learn this tonight rob but what has to happen for this Green Bay Packers team of youth and inexperience to become a team that is surprising and successful this season?
1: Well, I think two things, and and Izzy Packers president uh, Mark yeah. Murphy said both of them publicly at their stockholders meeting this summer. He said, one, that the defense is going to have to carry us for a while. And this is a defense mm-hmm. that has eight first round picks on it but a defense that last year ranked 17th in the NFL. So their defense absolutely has to play better. And two, he said, I think we'll see a little bit more of what Matt LaFleur's offense looks like. And by that, he means that Aaron Rodgers uh, had the freedom to change plays Mm -hmm. whenever he wanted, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But we'll now see... Just what this offense is, and and what the offense is, of course, is the Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay system, and they will need to run that system to a T to sort of make up for whatever lack of playmaking and experience
0: playmaking that they have. Rob, the Packers might be rebuilding, but you've been at this for 27 years. I don't think we're rebuilding <laughs> our Packers coverage. So thanks so much for all your expertise here.
1: Really appreciate you having me. Thanks.
0: I'm Israel Gutierrez. This has been ESPN Daily. Our show is produced by Bradford Craig, Alexander Hyacinth, Mike Johns, Heather Lombardo, Ryan Nantel, Mike Philbrick, Andres Soto, Andy Tennant, and Aaron Vail. Special thanks this week to Garrett Lang, Deontay Epps, and Jackson Agello. I'll talk to you Monday.